The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. All right. Hey, all you out there in the Healthcare Wrap posse, thanks for hanging with us again. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and this is Season 2 of the Healthcare Wrap. This is the place to be if you want to accelerate the transformation of healthcare and help create the digital health experience that happens outside the clinic. In other words, this is where you want to be. This is the place for you if you want to be marketing forward and if you want to help healthcare in its transformation digitally. You can join the posse by listening, subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends. You can find our full archive of episodes at Healthcare Wrap and hit us up on Twitter at Healthcare Wrap. And a very special thank you finally to Express Docs. Altera Digital and the podcast.healthcare network for helping us spread the awesome. And again, speaking of awesome, our guest today is Brian Fanzo. He's a pager wearing millennial keynote speaker. And I think that says a lot right there. So Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. I love the setup. I'm excited to be on the show, excited to be uh, a part of the event coming up. So it's uh, lots of fun coming out uh, at me. So let's do this. So Brian, I assume that when people introduce you that way, that that turns a lot of heads, that that gets a lot of people paying attention right there. So give us a little bit more insight into that. Let's start right there. Page wearing millennial. That's not just people roaming the streets these days. That's quite unique. Yeah. And, and so the, the context of it is kind of funny. You know, I was born in 1981. So I'm on the, if you look at the Pew report, uh, I'm on the cusp right there on the uh, the millennial generation. And for me, with my career, I worked in the US government for nine years and then uh, became a, a technology evangelist at a data center company. And uh, I started speaking at lots of events around the world and, and, and doing lots of things. And it was around 2011, 2012. And there was lots of conversations starting about millennials or the generations. And I would always, you know, I would go to an event, I would speak, and then there would be someone talking about just generational pieces. And they would, they would say things like, oh, that millennials, they were born on Facebook. They've had an iPhone in their hand their entire lives. And they would make all of these assumptions. And so I eventually started being like, well, hey, I'm a proud millennial, but I'm a, and I, and I, of course, at the time I had had a Blackberry or an iPhone. And I said, you know, I even know what a pager is. And not only do I know what a pager is, but I used one through high school and college. And then I always use the caveat, like, I gave up my EDU address uh, in 2003 when I graduated college and then Facebook came out and I couldn't even get on Facebook. And so for me, it was kind of like a, it was a great starter to, to drive a conversation deeper. And so the pager wearing thing uh, became a thing. And, and now I wear a fake pager on, on my hip on stage to kind of drive that conversation. I do a lot of keynotes on the, what I call the millennial mindset, which is the idea of breaking down generational barriers, the idea that we even label an entire generation based on one characteristic has always been foreign to me. And so usually that pay, the pager element kind of brings, uh, you know, people will be like, wait, you're wearing it now? I'm like, no. And they're like, 
oh, wait, when did you use it? Or I'll get people that I'll say, uh, they'll send me codes or, you know, they'll say one, four, three or some of those things. So, and I, it's funny enough, you know, with the healthcare space, pagers are still a big piece in that, in that, in that environment. But a majority of lo- locations, people will come up, there'll be a line of people that will come up to look at the, the pager. And I always say, you know, for those under the age of 30, you have to Google what a pager or beeper is because most of them have no idea what we're talking about. That's what's funny. And like you said, in this space, uh, you're going to have a few more people at least more aware of what they are. <laughs> Not yes, exactly. having to Google it, but how, how funny because yeah, uh, and we're still talking fax machines and pagers in, in, in quite, a, <laughs> quite a bit of healthcare. So it's always fun. It's, it's always great. And you mentioned being on stage and that's one thing we're going to talk about today because uh, Brian is a keynote speaker at the upcoming Healthcare Internet Conference in Orlando, November 4th through 6th. And the topic of our rap battle today is actually the topic of his session. And, uh, and we're going to get into this because we're going to give a, a little bit of a sneak preview. We're not going to give away very much about the session itself, but we're going to talk about this topic because it's, it really has something to do with just about everything that we're involved in in our day-to-day efforts. And so uh, let's move into rap battle. Rap Battle! Rap Battle is where we just challenge the way that healthcare has been done in the past. And a lot of times it has to do with the way that it has been marketed or the tech underneath that supporting it. And this topic, Brian, the the topic is digital empathy. And I feel like that has very much to do with the way healthcare has been done because there's a lot of talk about how healthcare just affects all of us. We are all at one time or another, we're a patient. We are family of a patient. We are seeking healthcare information. We are seeking answers. We're Googling symptoms. We are trying to find the doctor and whatnot. We are constantly looking for information related to this. And so digital empathy has got to be a big part of what we're doing. So I'm going to turn that over to you. Tell us a little bit more about this topic itself. Like, what does that even mean? So, yeah. So for me, you know, and I, you know, and I can relate, you know, I worked for the U.S. government based out of the Pentagon for those nine years. I did three trips to Iraq, two to Afghanistan. I had the highest civilian clearance that you could get. And I loved what I was doing. I was working in cybersecurity. I understand the importance of privacy and security. I understand also regulations and, you know, kind of crawl, walk, run. And, you know, even in the idea of disruption, of knowing where technology fits. And I've always considered myself a change evangelist where it's not that I love technology or social media or digital. It's more the fact that I do believe that we are living in the greatest time in history. I believe we all have the opportunity to tell our stories, to connect like we've never have before. We have more data at our disposal than ever before. But when we look at all of these things, I think we've, you know, the world is very noisy. Uh, There's lots of transformation going on, not only within businesses, but even within our culture and life, understanding what should be private, who, who owns data, who doesn't own data. But I think there's probably one thing that we can all agree on, that we want the world to be a more empathetic place. And the more empathy that we have, not only for our customers, but for our employees, but the more that we integrate kind of empathy across the board, I think the more that we're going to be able to move forward with innovation. I think for the longest time we've been focusing on, you know, how is technology disrupting or how is technology changing things? And I think we now have to change the conversation, just realize change is happening. Innovation is happening. We can't fix it. We can't stop it. And how do we kind of adapt? And I believe it's kind of having a mindset that says, you know, how do I look at things not saying, okay, if I unplug from technology, it's better. Or, you know, I wish that we technology wasn't integrated here. And, and it's a kind of a balance of let's not do technology for technology's sake, but let's understand where technology fits. Let's leverage that so that we can spend more time being empathetic, more time being humans. 
And I think especially in the healthcare space, this is a big one. And I was diagnosed ADHD at 31 years old. So I've been medicated for ADHD for about six years now, seven years. And for me, you know, I, I wear an Apple Watch. I upload my data from my watch to my doctor. And it's a, you know, I remember signing all of the forms that I'd assign. And I've, had, I've moved twice, I'd assign new forms. But, you know, little things for me where I was doing a sleeping journal and now my watch does all that for me, right? And it even does it at a, at a you know better pace. And I don't have to forget it. And so I look at this from multiple sides because I'm that person that is on the bleeding edge that loves using all the different technology, but I hate the idea of using technology for technology's sake, or even worse, technology to solve a people problem. And I'll, I'll make this statement, I'll make the same statement on stage at the event. I believe healthcare and a couple other regulator industries are prime to be the leaders moving forward in the digital space because yes, it's taken a long time for them, for these spaces to change. They've been a little bit later adopters of social media or some of the, the technology. But the nice thing is we can learn from all of these other industries while also having a strategy that makes sense for our space. And so I think that's where digital empathy for me fits in the most. It's a, how can we learn together and move all of us forward, but do it in a way that makes sense for us and our industry and the things that you know matter the most for us you know in this space. If customers retain 95% of a message when they see it on video, but only 10% of a message when they read it, why are you still using print-only brochures to get your marketing across? Express Docs is here to bring you into the future. Introducing Print Plus Video, their newest technology that pairs the effectiveness of video marketing with the portable convenience of print marketing. Print Plus Video is a customizable brochure that's equipped with an LCD screen to clearly display your message to your audience in a way that resonates with them. Whether you're fundraising, recruiting, or any project in between, Print Plus Video helps you create an engaging experience that captivates your audience and increases conversion. For more information on Express Docs Print Plus Video, contact an Express Docs rep at 866-977-3627. That's 866-977-3627. Or visit expressdocs.com slash thehealthcarerep. That's Express, beginning with an X. So I think that represents uh, quite the shift for marketers, wouldn't you say, where, where especially when we've been kind of thrust into the promotion role for a long time, and I feel like social media has changed that. I think a lot of people would agree with that. That is the cutting edge of the digital engagement that's happening is on social media. So I guess we focus on it a lot. It really is a shift because for a while, and I experienced this myself where 2000, you know, mid-2000s, right? Facebook came out, Twitter came out, YouTube was a thing. And so the instruction to, to those of us on the digital teams became from the top down, hey, figure out those new things and figure out how we can use them for marketing purposes, right? And so I'd be the one tasked with coming up with a strategy for Twitter or Facebook or whatever the channel was. And then the iPhone came out and then the iPad came out and, and I'd be tasked with, hey, figuring, figure out this hardware, figure out, we need an app. We just don't know what it needs to do, we, but we need one. So right. uh, come up with that. So in all those things, it, it kind of got, it seemed like there were a few cycles like that where we got to a point where all we know is we need to be on these things so we can say it. And the last thing we ever talked about was empathy or trust why someone would want to engage with us on those platforms. And I figured it seems like it's taken a while to get there. So how do marketers shift their mindset from that point of view that I just described historically to where we can be now and actually succeed with healthcare? 
So I think when you look at this from a, you know, especially from a marketing perspective, you know, for the last eight years or so, maybe even 10 years, we've been using social media, digital, email newsletters, uh, webinars to really distance ourselves from our customer and our consumer. We are like, well, we don't want to talk to them on the phone. We don't want them to wait in line at our office. Let's just send them to a website and have them fill out a form. Let's have them. And we've been really using that, you know, as our tool and it's allowed us to scale, allowed us to reach, and I'm going to use reach in air quotes, reach more people. But the thing that's happened along that same eight years is the consumer has become more empowered than they've ever been before. They understand data unlike anything else before. They have a, a phone at their disposal where, let's face it, when you go into a store, you know, like a Best Buy or you go into any store, more often than not, the customer knows more than the person that's even working there. They've done the research. And so if you look at this shift For us as marketers, we have to look at it, and my philosophy on this is, I call it think like a fan. My last name is Fanzo, so it kind of works nicely, think like a fan, Fanzo. But I say, you know, like, we have to put ourselves in the shoes of our consumers, and we have to remember one thing is that nobody wants to be marketed to, no one wants to be sold to. And if we remember that, now we're like, okay, well, how does this all work? And I think this is where we start figuring out, let's talk with people, not talk at them. Let's focus on building long-term trust rather than short-term vanity metrics like a follow or a subscribe. And it is a, it is a shift, but inter- I think funny enough, is it's actually just going back about eight years and we're going back to what worked offline all of these years and it still works and it works online. We just have to get back to our, our, our basics. And, you know, I think this is that, that space as well where, you know, nobody will ever say that you care too much about them or that you're providing them too much value. And we've always known that, especially, you know, if you look at the healthcare space, I think it's one of those times where if you look at customer service and customer experience, that has always been ingrained in the healthcare space as a, you know, hey, that's the, you know, how we're going to, you know, decipher ourselves from others. And when, it, when we went online, part of the idea became, well, we can just send out four email newsletters this week rather than one, but we would never do that offline, right? We would never alienate or, or uh, disrupt someone's life without much of a, you know, a strategy or risk first reward. And so I think we're going back full circle. And I think now when you look at it as a marketer, you, you know, I, I, every business is in the business of trust. And the question becomes, how do you establish trust? How do you build trust? And I think the hardest one of all of these is how do you scale trust? How do you, how do you take trust and are implementing it across all of your touch points? And that, that goes into things like employee advocacy, where every employee and every employee's story is a version of marketing because you know people don't trust a business or don't trust a logo. They trust the people that work there. And I think healthcare is a very interesting one in that case because I've done a lot of work with different organizations, millennial, Gen Z focused, and a lot of the younger generations will say that if they hear that a company has been around for 60 years, the first thing they think is, wow, they're disconnected. They're stuck in their ways. They're never going to relate to me. Where the prior years was, you know, the longer you were in business, the more you should trust us. And I think this is definitely putting a little bit of a, a switch on how we kind of break down those silos, how we shrink the distance. But my word of advice, and it's a word that I'm going to go a little bit deeper in when you guys watch the keynote, is the word I, I talk about is access. We have to start giving people access, our clients, our customers, into things that maybe we've never given them access to before. And that doesn't mean private data. It doesn't mean things that shouldn't be shared, but it's starting to ask questions that maybe we traditionally would not have shared online because if we're not, if they don't like to be marketed to and they don't like to be sold to, now our question is how do I capture their attention and build trust if it's not marketing and sales? And so it's an interesting place that we're at, but I also think it's an exciting time because 
those people that have great people that work at their company that are doing great things and provide great experiences are going to excel. And those that have been selling unicorns and rainbows and they've been faking it till they make it and they've been getting lucky online, those days are numbered and they're going to be quickly out of business or, you know, their services are going to be uh, depleting at a, at a fast pace. So it's definitely about shrinking the distance with how we're using you know, and connecting with people online today. I need a dime, ain't faking a book. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Altera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Altera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Altera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ultera Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. In a hospital spot, because the part really resonated with me about scaling trust, about building it and, and then scaling it. And you talk about employee advocacy. Are there, are there things that it, take a hospital or a doctor's office? Are there things that they could do to even kind of start down that path? Well, and I think part of it comes down to, you know, kind of mapping down the, the success and understanding, you know, re- relating. And I always say like to, to integrate like new technology or to leverage something like social media and digital, I have a philosophy called the three T's, which the three T's are trust, training, and technology. And it's actually the order of those three T's that are more important than anything else. And so you have to have your, you have to start working with your employees and allowing them to understand, because I think this is one of those weird things that we're like, wow, we want people in the hospital every touch point. We want them to care about the patient. We want them to go above and beyond. We want them to you know, tell the story of the, of the brand or the company or the, the service. But yet, do we, do we empower them with the tools and the training to make that happen, right? And so I think that's a, it's a great place to start is you'd be amazed how many people that are working in different touch points with a patient or with a, even with other employees if they understood the importance of saying an extra thank you or letting people know like, hey, we really appreciate your business. We know you have a lot of other choices. Did you know that you can do a lot of these new things online? We, we do a pretty good job of the people at the front door and the people at the end when they're taking money, right? Like we do a good job of training those individuals to understand the importance of that experience. But I think it's that in between. We have to start really you know, connecting the dots and letting people know, hey, we're doing this change. People might be a little bit upset with this when they find out about it, but here's some of the best ways to handle it. And just let them know that if they are having, they have additional questions, make sure that they can go to this website or make sure that they can reach out to us here. And just you know, empowering those individuals across the entire life cycle of our company to understand what, like, what that success looks like it's just those little things, right? It's empowering them. It's keeping you know, an open dialogue both directions. And I think more people would be amazed how, how many people that work day-to-day job really do care about going above and beyond if they know that's something that the, that the company or brand you know, really cares about. So do you mind if I put you on the spot real quick? Do it. Let's do it. 
what types of things would a would a hospital or doctor's office uh, what what could a hospital or doctor's office do to get you to care about their brand? We're sitting here in our marketing and and our marketing ivory tower sometimes and we're talking about branding all day long and all these things are going to make a difference but really like what really could get you to care about a brand? I'm guessing it's not a TV spot. Correct. It's not a TV spot. It's not something in broadcasting. But if you think about it this way, especially in the healthcare space, there's lots of people that are doing great things in the healthcare arena. You know, if it comes from a, a doctor or a dentist or, you know, assistant, maybe they're volunteering in the community. Maybe they're you know, contributing to the parade that's going on. And I think we oftentimes like we know that we're doing this and it might like be a, a flyer on the window, but is that something that the different people within the, you know, even the doctor's office or the, the admins, is it something that they're aware of and that they make, they bring to the attention of the patient? And it might sound like, well, we don't want to brag that we're contributing and it's not really bragging, but it's, you know, kind of letting people know, oh, oh uh, where are you? Oh, you're, you live in this area. Did you guys know that we're actually, we donate our services or we're part of this community that's raising money for, you know, children so that children can get better care at this location. And so I think it, there's some of those story touch points and it's not about just doing them. It's about making sure that your employees can integrate that in their conversation because we've learned this now and the data shows it. I'm a walking example, right? If we believe that the money that we're spending for our service, that that company also cares about the greater good, especially the greater good of the society around us, we're not only willing to spend more money with them, but we're usually willing to allow a couple of mistakes along the way because we know that they, they kind of have that social good element. So that's, that's one that I think would be great. I think another one too, you know, doing things that allow, you know, we hire great employees because they are great people. But too often, I think we pigeonhole them and say, you have to you know, wear this. It has to be this in your office. Imagine if you were able to kind of have a little bit more personality with the people that are, are working with the patients where they're able to see you know, a family photo or they're able to see the, the retreat that your company uh, went on recently. And you know, not only is it conversation starters, but it really does humanize and kind of connect at a very interesting level. And I think the last one, you know, and probably not least, is also you know, just letting people know like, Oh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but on our Instagram channel, we're, you know, we're doing a giveaway where we're going to, you know, we're working with a local community and we're, we're going to bring one person into the baseball game and they're going to sit into our seats or whatever it may be. If someone's sharing that, that is, you know, someone that you're trusting and you're building with, it shows that like they're, they're caring about you, right? They're not saying sign up for our email newsletter. They're saying, you know, Hey, check out my Instagram. We are, we're doing some cool things over there. I think little things like that are the place where we can really make a difference. And it's a different mentality, right? Because it's not marketing, it's not sales. And for the most part, we're already doing this in different departments and different realms. It's now about, hey, how do we get this in the right conversations with our patients at the right time. I love it. And I appreciate that. An outside perspective. It's, it's nice. Like I said, sometimes I get stuck in this, in the marketing world day to day. And it's very nice to hear and very refreshing uh, to hear that perspective. One final question just about the session it, itself. What, what would you hope attendees walk away from your session with? So I think for me, you know, when I look at this, I'm very blessed. You know, I get to do this full time. I'll do close to 60 uh, keynotes this year. You know, one of the big things that I, you know, I ask those that are, when they're attending is my goal is to kind of come in with an open mindset. And my idea is to kind of shift your perspective. And I, I, I'm not going to force you to change, but I'm going I'm to kind of provide some, you know, examples and walk through some things that maybe, you know, you've heard about, maybe you thought, well, 
those are cool for that industry, but we can't make it work in healthcare. Or that's cool, but my boss will never believe it. Like my goal in this, and, and even this entire digital empathy element is, you know, it's great for us to say that we need to build trust. It's great for us to put that as a piece, but I'm going to walk you through some of these elements where if we're training people on certain aspects, on certain things, it's going to empower them to build that trust without them even realizing it. And I think the last one is, I really do believe that, you know, every person uh, has the power to tell their story, right? So it doesn't matter what your job or role is within your company. And for me, I, I like to kind of, kind of build people to this idea that says, if we want the world to be more empathetic, we first have to be willing to tell our story. If, if people can't be empathetic towards us, how can we make the world a more empathetic place? And so I'm going to give some ideas, some scenarios, some things that are, are really healthcare related and really dialed into this view, but it's going to be from kind of an outsider's perspective, maybe a little third party validation. But I'm, I'm beyond excited. You know, this is a, uh, I've, had, I've been blessed. I've had a couple of calls with the team. I've also interviewed, I'm very blessed to be in a mastermind with Scott Stratton and a couple of the other speakers that have spoke there in previous years, and they've given me some ideas. And so this is going to be full on some fresh content uh, and hopefully uh, get you a perspective to get you excited about doing things maybe a little bit differently or maybe doing things that you've always wanted to do and just haven't started yet. Yeah, fantastic. I can't wait. I appreciate you giving us a little preview. That's that's going to whet the appetite just right. I'm, I'm really excited for that. Like I said, that's coming up in November in Orlando. And that gives us just enough time here to give you a little bit of uh, one last segment, which is keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real is just where we ask one question. This just kind of broadens our perspective. Again, it's just, it's actually what we were just talking about, just giving us a way to kind of step back from the day to day marketing tasks, doing things, projects, getting things done, campaigns, et cetera, to really think about the opportunity that marketers have to improve healthcare. And that's my question to you, Brian, is, is what's one thing marketers can do better to improve healthcare? I think when we're, to improve healthcare, if we're going to pick one thing to do better, I think it's to stop talking about the healthcare itself and start talking about the individual experiences or the time that pe- that we are able to save and streamline. You know, I think when we look at look at things like healthcare or we're talking to people about healthcare that aren't in that space, it's oftentimes it can get overwhelming. It can feel very disconnected, right? It's it oftentimes comes across as they know a lot about something that I have to have. But I don't know if I'm the I am empowered enough to have it. But when you're able to kind of flip that conversation and talk about, you know, hey, we're able to streamline this. I, I, even for me as a as someone that you know, is diagnosed, I have the Adderall. You know, I have to go in every single month and get my prescription. And I remember going through as I was looking at you know the marketplace and deciding on my provider. I was amazed at one of the providers how much they focused on where the app fit in and how much time they wanted to save me when I walked in the door and what they were changing along the way. And funny enough, I didn't even ask them how much it cost because the experience that they were, they were explaining to me was what I had never even realized was possible. And so I think that's where I would recommend is start thinking about how do I talk about some of these things that we're doing in a way that opens people's perspective? Because I think when we, when we start with that, you know, things, something like healthcare, it is something that can be overwhelming out of the gate. And although we all need it, and it's something that I think we're all fairly well on that path to, it's definitely a spot where I think we can uh, make a big difference in the marketing side. I'd like to think the same as well. Thank you for sharing that. Brian, if, if our listeners want to get a hold of you and connect with you in the meantime, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Sure. So it's the brand that I've built is iSocialFans with a Z. So it's I and then the word social, F-A-N-Z. My last name's Fanzo, so that kind of works. So I'm on every social network that exists, iSocialFans. Uh, if you want to check out some of the more of the speaking things, uh, my website is brianfanzo.com. And if you're into the marketing space, I have a podcast uh, that is perfect. It's called FOMO Fans, which stands for the fear of missing out. So I cure your fear of missing out around different marketing topics each week. It's uh, I'm, I think I'm on episode 112 right now uh, and it's just me I, I don't interview anybody it's me for about 30 minutes talking about certain topics uh, everything from Facebook to email marketing to those kind of things so just searching your favorite app uh, FOMO fans but uh, hey, it was my pleasure to be on here I'm glad we were able to make it happen but I love the flow I like the idea of doing things uh, a lot different so I'm excited for uh, November to, for the event and uh, taking things to the next stage he is Brian Fanzo, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for joining us. And thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I can't wait to to check this out in person. I mean, how many, you know, I guess, how many millennials who even do wear an actual pager would admit it, right? So, so this, this is, is going to be a lot of fun. It really is. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to join the posse. You know, do us a favor. If, if you enjoy this program, if you enjoyed, you know, our little conversation with Brian here, let people know about it. Tell your friends, leave a review, subscribe, and, and listen to us. Uh, Healthcare Wrap is an Altera digital production, and it's a member of the podcast.healthcare network. So on behalf of Brian and myself, we can't wait to see you in Orlando in November. Keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap.